Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. MCR friends and family, do we have a special guest on the show today for you. Celeste Brooks is the founder and principal astrologer of Astrology by Celeste. Understanding her celestial design unlocked the mysteries of her personality, deepened her relationships with others, and provided a beacon for her life's purpose. Since living in sync with the celestial cycles, she is happier, healthier, and manifested early retirement from her corporate career. Celeste feels a calling to guide others on their paths. She has completed the advanced training programs of two highly respected astrologers, and her offerings include personal readings, cosmic business coaching, group events, and classes. Before transitioning into astrology full-time, she had a successful sales and marketing career at Fortune 500 companies spanning over 25 years. She also has an undergraduate degree in integrative biology from UC Berkeley and an MBA from St. Mary's College. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you all my new friend, Celeste Brooks. Hi, Marin. It's so great to connect with you again. Oh my gosh. It's so great to connect with you. We had a little bit of a rocky internet situation to begin with, but now we are hearing both of us clean and clear. So this is so exciting. I cannot wait to connect with you today. So this episode is going to be a little bit different because yes, we are going to learn about Celeste and all her backgrounds, but she's also going to do an astrology meeting on your girl today on the show, which, you know, is a little bit vulnerable, but we're in this, this is safe space. We're fully transparent, you know, space and radio show. So I'm so excited to share that information with our with our guests to kind of give them an idea of what you actually do with your clients. Uh, but first, let's start from the very beginning. Tell us about Little Celeste. Yeah, so Little Celeste was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and raised in New Jersey. And I had, when I was about 16 years old, my father had a job transfer, which brought me to Canada and then out to California went to UC Berkeley and then had a corporate career. So I was originally going to be a doctor, but decided that that wasn't the path I wanted to go down and worked in companies that made tools for tools for research, um, primarily focused on proteins and therapeutics. So I spent my 25 plus year career talking about protein purification and <laughs> and, and medications to improve lives, for primarily help people with autoimmune diseases, cancer, things like that. But mm-hmm. astrology came into my life and transformed it. And it was such an awakening for myself. And yeah, I feel like it's my passion, calling and purpose. That's amazing. So when was your first experience with astrology? Yeah, I had my first astrology reading probably back in 2017. But it really took off in 2019, where I started studying nonstop. And yeah, just it became my world around then. So tell us about your background in the corporate environment, because I actually have a background as a freelancer. I was in freelance event production and the the styling. I've kind of always dabbled in like the fashion industry, which is very common of Los Angeles. I mean, LA is run by creatives and freelancers, but I'm very curious as to as someone who was so successful in the corporate business or in the corporate environment, and for someone who built their whole career foundation on corporate structure, tell us about that world. 
Yeah, so my background is I started in um, technical support. So helping people through problems with our equipment and consumables and stuff. So that really helped me hone my ability to do troubleshooting and to manage through, you know, dis- difficulties. And then I went into marketing and business development. So I have Mars and Venus conjunct in the side of Gemini. And when you have that conjunction, it can really help you understand what people need and how to fit things with them. So I had a very successful sales career and I have a Taurus son. So very practical and, and stable and grounded and really focused on, you know, having that security of that, that corporate that corporate um, job, but I have this Aries moon that likes to take risks and be courageous and, and have fun and do dynamic things. And so Uranus, the planet of awakening, sudden events, is in the sign of Taurus. So a lot of Taurians in different ways are going through this process where they're seeing the world in a different way and being awakened to what uh, what is possible. And so it's such a huge transition for me. If five years ago you told me I was going to quit my job and be an entrepreneur, I would have looked at you funny. So when how did the reading come about for you? How did your first reading come about? And what was the process of you experiencing that and then transitioning, when did the light bulb go off for you to say, hey, this is actually what I'm gonna do with my with my next chapter of my career? Yeah, so my first reading, I'd love to go to this spa in Mexico called Rancho La Puerta. And there was an amazing astrologer. She's actually in Florida. Her name is Leslie McGuirk. And she was um, the one of the guest speakers for the week. And she was actually talking about creativity. And so I went to a talk about creativity and then found out she was also an astrologer. And she'd written this book called The Power of Mercury, which Mercury rules how we think and communicate. And this book talks about how people with different signs can interact. And it's so explained the difficulties I had in my marriage, I'm divorced now, um, that it was just such an eye opening. So I had to get a reading and it just really, it really helps you understand yourself. Astrology really is the language of compassion. And it just unlocks so much about my personality and my life experience, other people around me, understanding them better that, yeah, when the opportunity came to study with this astrologer, I said, sure. And if you look at my chart, you can see the timing. Astrology is also really about timing, not just about your personality. It was just the right time, divine timing for me to dive in and start studying it. And then about six months later, I could really see, wait, this could be a life for me. Um, Yeah. So from that moment, from this moment of the light bulb going off and you saying this could be the next chapter to now, what was that path? Did you create a business plan? Did you, I mean, what was your, what was your timeline? Did you give yourself a timeline? How does one retire? Like, tell us, really get granular and break it down with how that transition happened for you. Yeah, then I I decided I wanted to transition by the end of 2021 into being, um, something else. And I wasn't sure the form it was going to be, whether I was going to support other astrologers or be an astrologer myself, but it's just, I started working with the moon cycles 
and then started realizing that, yeah, I have a brand. I have an ability to do this. And then each month I would tackle like a different part of, of something about my business that I wanted to bring to form. So there are 12 houses in the chart. And let's to make it simple, when when the moon having a new moon in your first house, that's a time where you can really focus in on your branding and who you are and what you want to change about yourself. The second house is about resources. So I started to think about and make plans about, OK, well, what kind of income do I need to bring in? What um, what talents and skills do I want to focus on as well? And then the third house about communication, like networking, studying with new people, things like that. Fourth house about the foundation of the business, about the structure of it, what are going to be the different pillars of the business. So I went through this period and there are these larger moon cycles that take two and a half years. So going through it over the two and a half years, like really evolving the business and, and setting down pieces. And then once I started to get into like the, the social media, like I had a plan, I was going to go live on Instagram three times a week and I committed to that. Then I committed to my newsletter twice a month. And then just like building incrementally things that I knew I could commit to and keep to rather than just like, scattering my energy all over the place, which is something I do have to <laughs> have to make sure I keep stable. So yeah, working, setting intentions with the moon. I recommend people set like two short-term, one long-term that they're, and my long-term was building my business, retiring, and like keeping it in chunks throughout the years in order to, 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 to meet your goals. That's amazing. Well, you guys, you are, you are tuned in to Marin Costello radio. We have Celeste Brooks, founder and principal astrologer of astrology by Celeste. So Celeste, <clears throat> after you went through this exercise of kind of conceptualizing your business, and then you started doing those things, when did the clients start coming in? I think a lot of our listeners are early entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs. They're curious as to where the business is coming from and also how you price yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so Speak to us a little bit about that. Yeah, the clients came before I actually <laughs> had the business established. Bravo. So people were asking me to do readings for them. And so now yeah, pricing, I've always known my worth. So I, I, I felt into the price I thought it should be based on my experience and my um, what I've been recommended by some of my various teachers and things like that. And then I got a branding person. And that was the, the smartest thing I ever did was have someone with the expertise on branding uh, for entrepreneurs and new businesses um, to help me set up. Like she helped me, her, her Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion is on my North node, which is kind of like your North star where you're going in this life. And I saw her chart and I was like, okay, we're working together. And yeah, she helped me. I, a lot about what's going on in my life has been other people right at this time, other people coming in and helping lead me on the path or point me to where I'm supposed to be going. So that was the smartest thing I did. She helped me set up my website and all this. And then, yeah, then I started once the business was firm and finalized, 
I, st I started um, like lifting up my prices over time and things like that. So did you set out a budget <clears throat> to help build your brand from the beginning? Did you know you were going to have to spend X amount on branding or, you know, what did that kind of conversation with yourself look like? Yeah. So I was committed to, yeah, I, I, I was committed to spending, you know, a fair amount. And I was very fortunate with my corporate career that it gave me the finances that I could spend money to get this business started. But the thing I really did as well is I started taking away expenses for myself, preparing for being without that safety net. So I used to like, if I saw something, I liked it, I would buy it. And now I was in a situation where I was being more critical about how I was spending my money. And yeah, yeah, I invested a good, good amount of money in order to to do the branding because I felt it was worth it. And I've made the money back over, over, you know, a year and a half of, of, of the business. So it was totally worth it. That's amazing. So you would definitely be someone who would say to hire other people for maybe the strengths that, that are a little bit rocky for yourself, you know, for the things that you're not as strong at you would say, you know, branding is not something that you would necessarily sit down and, and be able to do for yourself without maybe getting confused or getting in your own way. And so you, you really doubled down on that aspect of your business to be, to present yourself in a professional manner for this new venture. I highly encourage anyone to go, unless that's your expertise, go outside and get it. Um, one of the best recommendations I had is like, hire other people to do things that would take you 10 times as long to do, like create your website or yeah. Or like I have a virtual assistant from, from early on in my business to do some of the, the things that just take time, but don't aren't the essence of what I'm here to offer. So always, always, I recommend seek out professionals. It'll save you time it'll, in the long run, even though you spend money now in the long run, it'll save you money and it'll allow you to spread faster. So would you be able to go through the process of hiring a virtual assistant? Cause I think that that's something that when I, you know, consult for other people, that is probably one of the number one things that people can use off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain the process of how you found your virtual assistant and then what you had them do? Yeah, so I found through recommendations. So there, there's sites like Upwork and, and Fiverr where you can find people. Um, but I feel like having someone you know give a recommendation is one of the best ways to bring people in. And so what I did is have her, because one of my big pillars is teaching. So I'm on this platform called Kajabi. So <laughs> she's, I, I hired her, she fixed up, like fixed up my newsletter, making it look good. She sent it out all the time, um, managed my email list and set up the, the classes and all that backend stuff for me when I, when I started teaching. That's wonderful. So when you mentioned Kajabi and my mind immediately, immediately went to marketing mm -hmm. and you said that you had clients before you even had the business, so to speak, how did people find out about this gift that you have? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't stop talking about it. 
<laughs> two friends and people. Actually, one of my first clients was a fellow astrology student who wanted my perspective on, on her, her chart. So yeah, I had other astrologers ask me for, for readings for my perspective, as well as like friends. And then I would ask people, can I read your chart? And yeah, that was a great way in order to, to grow, learn, because it's really something you learn by doing. Um, so yeah. So it's guerrilla marketing for you and word of mouth. Yes. Has that been the single like biggest means of, of promoting your business thus far? Or have you ventured into actual like paid advertisements or paid marketing? You know, I did paid advertisements. I did Facebook ads and that helped bring in some people. The biggest thing that helped me was um, connecting with other um, astrologers or influencers and going on their programs and then being introduced to new audiences, as well as my Instagram channel. I, a lot of my new, new clients come in through, through Instagram. I host every Monday and Sunday, I host a program um, where I talk about astrology and like people come and listen to what I have to say, ask questions and all that stuff. And then I have free events on Zoom where I'll do what I call hot takes on people's charts and as well, like a teach about a topic or, or something. And yeah, I, I, I promote them on event, Eventbrite as well. That is so awesome. Well, Celeste is going to be reading my chart a little bit later in the show. Wanted to give you guys a bit of a teaser. I'm a little, I'm a little, it's giving me a little bit of pause, but I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about myself. I'm very much into spirituality and, you know, other modalities to help understand ourselves and ultimately help us understand others and uh, just give us tools to live our lives. So I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. So stay oh, tuned for nervous. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. Will, uh, do anything. My, my goal is to encourage you to think about things maybe in a new way. Like one of the biggest things that astrology reading gives you confirmation of certain things about yourself, language for what you don't necessarily understand. Um, it can help uncover some blind spots that you didn't really know th that were there. And it also helps you have more compassion for others when you, when you um, realize these things, as well as your, your special talents. You've got a lot of really cool, your chart is cool. Yeah. I'm sure it's bananas. I'm sure it's like beyond complex. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, when we first met Celeste, you were talking a lot about moon cycles, that you really lean into the moon cycles. Can you, for, for those of us who maybe don't understand astrology as much, can you in layman's terms, explain what that is and how you use that in your practice? Yeah. So the sun and the moon in our charts and in, in life, you can think of the sun is the life-giving force. Um, the sun in your chart, and Marin, you're a Scorpio, I'm a Taurus. Um, so this, the sun is like your ego, the essence, the core of you, who you are. And the moon is your emotion. The moon is your emotional body. It's your habits. It's your how you need to be nurtured. It's feelings. And it's a lot more subconscious. So we can think of the sun as the, as the conscious mind and the moon as the subconscious. And from our perspective on earth, especially with the full moon, they are the same size in, in the sky, even though obviously the sun is a lot bigger than the moon. But um, yeah, the moon cycles is this beautiful 29 day phase 
where the sun and the moon come together at the same degree in the sky and they do it in a different one of the 12 signs every month. But what happens essentially is that the sun and the moon, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, like whisper secrets to each other about what they want to evolve in your life in that area. And then a week later, there is a first quarter moon where the, the moon has moved like 90 degrees ahead. So there is a square between the sun and the moon, and that's tension. It's an activation. Think about when you're sitting down and you have to push to stand up, that square. So it's called a crisis of action. So oftentimes, whether we're working intentionally or not, we're making some kind of decision. It can be a really small decision or a big decision at that first quarter moon. And then a month, uh, excuse me, a week later, there's the full moon where they're as far apart as they can be in opposition where like all is illuminated, the moon is all lit up and it's a time of celebration, it's a time to celebrate wins, it's a time to reflect on where you started and where you are now and like release what's no longer serving you. So that first two weeks is the waxing moon. So there's this energy push outward and then the next two weeks is a waning moon where a week later there is a what's called a crisis of consciousness where you have lessons learned you often reap rewards or consequences for what has gone on before. And then the last week is like as the light disappears again to the, to the new moon um, where they're standing together, whispering secrets. There's a time to rest, reflect. So is this at the first of every month or when does this start? When does the cycle start? It starts at different times every every month. So this this year on January 2nd, we had a new moon in Capricorn, which is a great way to, to start the year where it's like you can really um, set goals and get going. And people can go to astrologybyceleste.com and download um, a setting intentions with the, the moon guide. And then um, on Monday, we're going to be having a full moon, but they can happen at any day of of, of the, of, of the month. It's really, and it changes. So it's like, there's this evolution where different parts of your life are activated over time based is it, on is it possible for two moon cycles to be happening at the same time. Um, you can have two new moons or two full moons in one month, but there is one, there's one moon cycle. The sun and the moon are in the same, you know, they're in the same place for everyone in the world. So just so that I, just so that I understand this correctly, say there's, you know, a, a particular moon um, that we're having this week and then another one happens next week. Does that mean the cycle starts anew when that the particular? The cycle starts anew when they come back together. The sun and the moon come back together. The moon phase is the relationship between the sun and the moon. Okay. So, so at the new moon, they're together. The first quarter moon there, the moon pulls ahead of the sun, the full moon, they're in opposition. The last quarter moon, the, the moon is um, 270 degrees ahead, uh, ahead of the sun. And then they come, they come back together. So the moon changes signs every two and a half days. The sun moves um, a degree a day. So the, the moon changes, the moon goes through the whole zodiac once a month and comes back wow. to the sun, but the sun is moving. So it's like, yeah, there's this moving, these moving cycles. Yeah. That's amazing. So when we first met, you mentioned that your, your, your word for last year was fearless. 
And your word for this year is healthy. How do you go about choosing the word for your year? Yeah, I just feel into it. So last year, January 2020, what? Wait, what was last year? Oh, 2021. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was the year I retired from my corporate career that May. And that was a moon cycle thing. Remember how I said it was supposed to be at the end of, of, of last year? Yeah. Where there's, there's these moon things called moon cycles, what called eclipses, where we have an intense new moon and full moon, and they tend to rush things into our lives faster than we thought. And so, yeah, around the, the eclipse last summer, I just knew it was time to go. And yeah, so I like I was really preparing mentally for the shift and it came in faster than I had planned. And yeah, yeah. And, and taking risks, being fearless, not letting fear stop me. And that was the Aries new moon was when I realized, wow, I am Aries is the ram. It's a sign of it's a sign of independence and sign of taking action, being a leader. And I decided and my moon's there. Emotionally, I felt ready to make the shift. And then I, I made it um, in May. But so I took, like, I really felt into it and did it. This year is healthy because, I mean, being an entrepreneur is no joke. It yep. was just, it was a big <laughs> deal. Like not having that, that support system, not having that, um, that security blanket of, you know, the paycheck every two weeks and bonuses every quarter to, to support me, even though I knew I had the money to do it. Um, so there were some emotional ups and downs and like sometimes, you know, having a little two extra drinks or whatever, or eating something just to, <laughs> just to soothe my nerves. So I um, decided that, yeah, I need to really focus on the healthy things that I need to do in order to, to have that grounding um, going forward. Yeah. So it that's is, why it is such a different lifestyle, right? Between corporate and, and entrepreneur, because it's essentially freelance right but just in a different way um different way of kind of approaching it how did you prepare yourself and how do you continue to live through the transition of going from the corporate lifestyle to the entrepreneurial lifestyle yeah so like i i use writing like journaling to help me understand how i'm feeling i use tarot and oracle cards to like, to what, what am I not seeing or what do I need to know? Things like that. And yeah, meditation. I, one thing I've done that's really helped me is to limit my intake of news or upsetting mm. things. Um, although I keep abreast of what's going on because I love mundane astrology, which is the astrology of current events. Um, and so these are some of the tools that I'm using for help. I did this like thing called Prolon, this five-day fast. And then um, now I'm doing this news thing, which Amazing. is psychology of eating and stuff. So, so Amazing. Yeah. And speaking of news, you also mentioned when we first met the pandemic and how astrology tells the story of the pandemic. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So the planets are constantly moving. And when they come together, they make those squares I was talking about or oppose each other. We can see big things. So in 2020, January 12th, to be exact, Saturn, which is all about structures, 
Um, stability, authority, it was in the sign of Capricorn, which rules governments and businesses, came together with Pluto the destroyer at the same degree. Um, and it was on a world point, meaning that there was going to be something big happening. And Pluto and Saturn together are typically war or disease. Um, so um, when they came together in, in, in um, Libra, we had the AIDS crisis, AIDS pandemic. When they came together in Leo, Leo rules, rules so Libra rules relationships. So you can think about that. When they came together in Leo, we had... Um, we had polio, which Leo rules children. And so when they came together in Capricorn, Capricorn is older people as well. So it told the story of it. And we saw the like the spikes when Jupiter met Pluto. Jupiter makes things bigger, Pluto destruction. So we saw like to the to the to the dates kind of things be spiking. And then last year, 2021, the big story was. Saturn, that structure squaring Uranus sudden events. So yeah, th things break apart kind of stuff or things change or people are awakened. So everyone somewhere in your life, you have been called to release structures that no longer serve you by taking in, taking some risks or being awakened or expanding yourself in some way. So a lot of people with that great resignation, people leaving that structure of the work in order to seek new, new opportunities for themselves. We had things like that building collapsed in, um, in Florida. That was Saturn Uranus, like just a structure is just gone. In December, Christmas Eve was the last one. Um, and to the date, all those flights were canceled. People were stuck all over the world because people called in sick from the Omicron virus, which is Uranus unexpected, this unexpected event causing, you know, delays, restrictions, that sort of thing. So what is, according to astrology, what is the next chapter of yeah. what we're going to be experiencing as a collective? Yeah. So this year, the big thing is Jupiter and, and Neptune are coming together in the sign of Pisces, where they're both at home. So they, I think it's a great year for, for um, creativity. For you, one of the dates I wrote down for you is, is well, you've got a lot of stuff going on February and, and March and April, like really a good time for you to be creative. Trying to work to see other people's points of view is something we can all do. And like trying to connect again with the dream is something we can all do this, this year as we are in this, this brave new world. Um, the North Node on January 18th is moving into the sign of Taurus, which I think we're all called to like simplify in some ways. We're really reevaluate your relationship with resources, your self-esteem, how you spend your money, how you take care of the earth. Um, I think we're all called as well to deal with the psychological trauma of the pandemic and really like not push it down, start to deal with what that's meant, what we've lost and how we can move forward. Those are some things I think we all really need to be thinking about. That's amazing. It's so fascinating that we can get all of that information from astrology. It's all available to us and at our fingertips. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. That's and right so now we're in Mercury retrograde. It's starting on Friday. Oh so my gosh. These next couple of weeks, it's already in effect, but from uh, January 14th until February 3rd, really be aware that you could have electronic glitches. It's a call to slow down, um, reflect. Um, get to meetings early, reread all your communications. Don't accidentally text your mother when you meant to text your sister, that sort of thing. Or your ex. Or your ex. <laughs> Don't text your ex. <laughs> Venus is retrograde right now too. Oh my so. gosh. So for those who might not know what Mercury being in retrograde is, I know it's very like commonplace and very comical. I mean, every meme on the internet is talking about you know, Mercury being in Gatorade, you know, just kind of jokingly. And, um, and people make light of it now, but for those who might not understand what that means, can you break that down in so layman's for, terms? Yeah. So the, um, there's uh, 360 degrees in the astrology wheel. And so most of the planets move forward, but a retrograde is from our perspective on earth, it looks like they stop and move backwards. And so what happens is, and Mercury rules communications, it rules electronics, it rules um, our thought processes. So when things are retrograde planets, they're not operating at their full potential. So um, what can, yeah, what can happen is, glitches and things can happen when mercury especially is retrograde and it's a call to do all the re things reflect reassess review revisit Mm. it's a great time to edit things yeah that's with mercury retrograde and it happens three times a year um and it's regularly yeah regularly last time when mercury was retrograde in aquarius i don't know if you remember the i am not a cat that zoom video where the guy was at court and looked like he looked like a cat on the screen he had like some kind of filter on yes like a mercury retrograde kind of thing oh my gosh that's so funny so how do we prepare because I also know that when a mercury is in retrograde there's you know a a chunk of time before and a chunk of time after where things are kind of still in flux Mm -hmm. so how would you recommend one prepare for mercury being in retrograde I think it's just a call to slow down that is the biggest thing that you can do and and build in like have a backup plan sometimes is necessary with mercury retrograde um, yeah. So, and, and like double check everything. So this Sunday, so there's, it's called the retro shade period, which is typically like a week or two before where you start to see things. I got stuck in an elevator. That's a Mercury. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got, uh, I almost ordered a 2021 calendar. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, remember Mercury retrograde? And I went back and looked and then changed it to 2022. So double check anything you order, paperwork, reread it. Don't multitask as much as maybe you normally do. That's things to do. It's just a slowdown. Drive carefully. I've also heard um, things about not planning big trips or flights or scheduling not, not to kind of stay away from contracts. Um, yeah, contracts, uh, people recommend, like you don't buy a house during Mercury retrograde. It's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, not signing big deals, but sometimes you have to. You can't just stop life for nine weeks a year. So 
if you do have to do something where you move it forward, I plan around these things. Um, but if you do read carefully, reread, read it three times maybe is important. So you really understand the fine print because misunderstandings and miscommunications can happen at this time. Yeah. Well, note to self. Well, I think it's time to do the reading. Yes. If that great. works for you. Okay. Wonderful. Drum so just, roll, please. So everyone's big three are your sun, moon, and rising sign. The sun is the essence of who you are. The moon is how you need to be nurtured. And your rising sign is how you appear to others. So Marin, you are a sun in Scorpio and a rising sign in Scorpio. So that gives you the ability to, uh, so the rising sign is how you appear to other people. And Scorpio is one of the most misunderstood signs and because it has a lot of intensity around it. But it's also very charismatic, very magnetic. You just have the ability to like see underneath the surface around things. Um, but people at times may have been, has anyone ever told you they find you intimidating? All the time. Yes. All the time. It, yeah. You have the planet Pluto in your first house, which yeah, gives you this, this well of power. It's almost like you have a power pack strapped to you and it's primal and it's subconscious. So they may not be able to explain why they find you intimidating, but they can feel that, that, uh, that power. And probably when you look at people at times, you'd like just, there's just this intensity. Scorpio rising is known for like this, this, um, this piercing, look but also what scorpio has three um three archetypes around it that can be the scorpion which is like the stinger um but it's also the phoenix like like when things fall apart you have the ability to rise from the ashes and transform and it's also the eagle being able to rise above things and soar um and really like uh, like stick to things that fix nature to like okay, I am going to rise again, I am going to soar, and I'm going to succeed. Does that, does that connect with you about the-, the phoenix rings a bell. And it's interesting because I know that I'm an intense person internally, me existing is very intense. Um, and I try not to inflict that intensity on others. And I think that people who know me or meet me would argue that I'm a very friendly person and very warm and open, but there is this undertone of intensity that I think, um, people kind of relate to intimidation, which is interesting. Yeah, well, your Mercury, how you think and communicate is in the sign of Libra, which is a very social sign, which is a sign of partnership, a sign of connection. It's the elegance, it's the artist in you. So yeah, so a lot of, so the sun and Mercury travel close together. So people either have them in the same sign a sign before a sign after. So you could kind of separate your ego from, from how you think and communicate when they're in different signs. So that's how that friendliness and whatnot. Well, your moon is in Gemini as well. So your moon, your emotional body, you is, is Gemini is an air sign. It's about sociability. It's about connection, witty repartee, keeping things light. So you have this, like these two natures of your personality where you've got this intensity and this lightness so it's a really important for you probably like if you feel things do you like to speak about your emotions 
or which are like, or intellectualize them in some way or write about them. There, there needs to be words to how you're feeling as well, I would think. Articulation, whatever the articulation looks like, whether it's writing or, or verbalizing it or um, channeling that energy into something else. But that definitely, I think the constant um, exercise of understanding myself and how I feel definitely rings a bell. I'm much more in tune with my feelings than I was um, as a young in or as a young adult. So yeah, yeah. That, that totally resonates. Yeah. So it's really important to get out of your head and into your body, really understand that body knowledge of how you're feeling, whether you do it through meditation, yoga, just walking in nature, running your feet in the grass. It's, it's like really important to, to know what you're feeling. Cause with Scorpio, you can go to extremes if, um, if you're not connected to how you're, you're feeling and have that, that stableness. Yeah. Wow. That's just like, that was a big light bulb. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have artists all over your chart, which I love. You have your Mars, how you um, take action in the sign of Pisces, which is really, really creative in the fifth house of creativity. So there is, and it's at the last degree of the sign, which gives it this, this additional intensity. So there is this need to create, but it almost exactly opposes Venus in Virgo. So Venus in Virgo has this need to perfect. So you have this really, really beautiful thing which probably is a struggle internally about um it's like the seamstress meets meets the like the artist who just wants to do everything so have, have you felt that struggle between perfection and just it's just doing the creativity oh thing? there's always a little dance that goes on between that and I think that for folks who know me um will know that I have a you know, a good balance of right brain, left brain of creativity and in business. So I think that that specifically speaks to the dance that I constantly do between being the free artist, so to speak, or the creative and just letting my freak flag fly versus actually getting down to the nitty gritty and getting things done and being more structured. So that, that is definitely a dance that I do and will probably continue to do for the rest of my life. You will, because you yes. also have Saturn and Uranus at the same degree, and that opposition squares it. So there's this, you have what's called a T-square. It's a mutable T-square. Where is this tension? So people get scared when they see the squares in their charts and the oppositions, but they're activating. And so what you have in yourself is you have this tension between authority and grounding versus breaking free. Um, and it's in an area of resources. Well, so when I was saw you were doing all this other stuff like branding and, and uh, yeah, all this other business besides the artistry, that's what I see that is. You have this ability to take the old, transform it, make it new. Um, and yeah, like break free of boundaries. Who says I have to do this, that, or the other thing? I'm going to make it my own or do it my own way. I, I am not a rule breaker, but I absolutely hate them. Like I despise boundaries. I despise being put in a box. Um, so that resonates for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a lot of service in your chart. So there's like you talked about, there's the consideration of the other Venus mm -hmm. and Virgo is a sign that wants to serve Pisces as often can be at times on the shadow self-sacrificing the so compassionate that you put other people's needs first. And yeah. Are you, are you married? I'm not. Okay. Not yet. 
Well, this year, on, on April 30th, there is going to be an activation of the, the partner, your, what's called your descendant, exactly opposite your rising sign. So you're a 10 degree Scorpio rising, Taurus opposes Scorpio, and there is going to be an activation there. So you may see, you may meet cute. I don't know if you're dating anyone seriously, but if not, you may meet cute or take your relationship to a new level or, or something could be coming something could be coming up for you this year. In That's quite April. interesting because I had another reading recently and they said April is going to be a big month as far as love is concerned. And they said, similarly to you, February, March, April, and maybe a little bit of end of January is going to be very, very strong in the business. Like it's just going to be like head down, like grinding. It's going to be like finals week for three for three months, yes. essentially. Yeah. And then some, and then some. Yeah, you had, it's so interesting that you, you the, where you moved, um, you put planets on what's called your angles. So you put Mars on your, the most personal part of your chart. So this is like the gas pedal. So one thing I really want you to work on is uh, while Venus is retrograde for the rest of the month, pretty much to really think about what you value, what you're putting your, your, your your efforts into and maybe take some time to just do a little bit of reassessment because you may find you're ready to let go of some things because you're going to be having so much energy forward I don't want you to burn out I love that I definitely need to take inventory just yes. in general yeah yeah, yeah. but I've, I'm excited for you um this this year and yeah but I want you to work on you know I could just feel it. Are you, you have the South node in Virgo, which could be in, in the area of work. So do you feel like you're, you're a workaholic? Absolutely. And I, I used to fight it a lot. Um, but now I know that it's my superpower. Um, but I used to lean into it to a fault. Whereas now I definitely break away. I do many things throughout the week that are, you know, for me, self-care, um, you know, activities, extra, extracurriculars, so to speak, um, that are separate of work. Um, because, you know, my business is a hobby turn business. So for very long, for a very long time, I was able to kind of dabble in both of having it fuel my soul and be, you know, the structure in my life as far as occupation is concerned. Um, but now that I've removed myself a little bit from, or, you know, my emotional state from my business, now it operates as such. I've found other outlets. So I've definitely been working. And I mean, I'm very, very uh, transparent with, you know, my journey in therapy on the show too. And that's something that we've been working on in therapy is having my identity and filling my cup up outside of work. Yes. Really reassess your self-esteem and, and yeah, because sometimes with that Scorpio energy, it can be like, too much and you have leo at your midheaven leo um can there's there's something in your chart which can be too much seeking the approval or the validation outside rather than inside so that's mm -hmm. just something to, to to work on um for yourself and i want you to learn how to trust trust that you've done enough trust that that the, the, the trust that you will reap the benefits from your work rather than having too much anxiety or overthinking it or laying in bed at night, spinning the wheels. How can you bring more trust? And there are tools that can help you like relax your mind. Triggered. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
what else can we gather from the charts? Yeah. Oh, it, it can tell you timing. It gives you um, understanding of of your your personality. It gives you the timing of things coming up in your life. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens around February 23rd for you. You're having Jupiter, the planet of expansion on your North node for, for a while. So there can be some really great opportunities coming in for you, but you're going to have to, I think, you know, think about not scattering your energy too much. Um, and in because like even before that February 17th, there's something that's happening that's restructuring your life. You may have to, yeah, there's something about your foundations may need some restructuring. So it's a really like, it's a, it's a yin and yang time for you. Like there's going to be like big things coming in, but I think you may have to let some things go in order to like not burn out and keep yourself grounded and not get too scattered with, with, what's happening but for everyone february 4th to april 29th is go time this year where all the planets are direct and yeah wow that's yeah, amazing it's, it's so just time for you do the charts continue through the rest of the year like what does it say for the rest of the year for the rest of the year um those were the like the big things that popped out for for, for you for everyone um, yeah, we're having this eclipse in eclipse, April 30th, that, that's eclipse seasons where things can change. Eclipses can be great beginnings and endings, depending on what house, that's the area of your life, of your chart, and if they connect with any of your, your personal planets. So everybody's different. There are different times for people. Scorpios and Tauruses are now in focus. Um, people with um, sun, moon, rising, and Scorpio and Taurus especially are going to see things changing this year, later this year. And in November, again, there is this, um, a, there's going to be eclipse, a, a north node eclipse, a solar eclipse, excuse me, not north node, solar eclipse in Scorpio. So that can bring new beginnings and, and things around yourself. Um, but I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be letting go of, of some of, you're going to be burning off like aspects of your, your, your personality or letting go of things that are no longer serving you throughout this year and bring in some new stuff from, from other people. It's going to be really interesting for you how they, they bounce back and forth. But every month there's a new moon, a new opportunity to connect in with some something. Uh, the next one's January 31st in Aquarius, which is the sign of the vision. So everyone should be setting intentions about um, that. And if you get on my mailing list, I'm having some free seminars um, in, in February that can help people understand how to, new, to use the moon cycles. And I'll be teaching my moon mastery program where you can really connect into your inner wisdom, your, who you are, as well as set a, have a framework to move your goals forward for the rest of the year. That starts in February. Well, if you guys were a fly on the wall for any of my recent um, therapy sessions and or my other readings, you would know that Celeste is spot on and right on the money. And I think that this, the repetition of hearing the stuff from you is just, you know, solidifying all of the exciting things that are to come. Um, it still gives me a lot of pause, but I'm also very excited about it. Thank you so much. 
speaking of your website, where can we find you and how do we support you and how do we continue following along on, on your journey? Cause this is so fun. Yeah. So astrologybyceleste.com is my website. You can go there and get my um, setting intentions with the moon guide is free. And there are also other resources. Follow me on Instagram. I do a lot of posting about the moon um, and her cycles and other stuff. And I talk about current events of that are happening in astrology. So that's at astrology by Celeste on Instagram. Also on YouTube, I have videos up. I talk about the new and the full moons every, every month. So these are the ways, these are the ways to find, to find me. That's amazing. Any parting words for our audience, just of what to expect as far as astrology is concerned and how we can, um, you know, continue to begin the new year in our best way. Yeah. So we're in a time of massive change. So it's a really, um, we're not going back to 2019. I mean, we just have to understand that. We have to grieve what we've lost. We have to understand we are incarnated at this time. We have to find tools to ground ourselves through unexpected upheavals or events. I talk about uh, don't break down, break through. Be excited about this new world, about how the old rules don't don't matter. Think about how you can let go of any self-imposed limitations so that you can seek out finding. We're all here for a purpose. Seek out finding, finding your, your, your passion in life. It doesn't have to be about your career, although it may be, um, and of having meaning and, and purpose in your life. Um, and, and don't don't let the, don't let it break you down. Just, uh, just stay strong. Things are the life is always a flux, but good things are coming as well as, you know, difficulties always happen here and there. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your guidance. I can't believe it's already been an hour on the show. You are so wonderful. I'm so inspired by you. And I know that our audience is just going to be so, so blessed by hearing your story and just what a beautiful story of permission and of changing of seasons and starting over in a new path you know, after 25 years of being so successful in your corporate, in your corporate job. So congratulations to you. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Baron. It was a delight and a pleasure to speak with you. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, folks, that was just out of this world. A massive thank you to Celeste for coming on the show. Another big thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and our producers at Island City Media. If you liked this episode, you can listen to it again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please be sure to leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and the conversations that you love. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarinCostello.com and MarinCostello Radio on Instagram. Have the most beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week on Marin Costello Radio. feel like I am moving when I'm standing still you make what's fake seem so real you got my heart that's the deal you're the perfect start to the rest of my day they say love is blind girl everybody can't say in love, sometimes we lose I got a good thing, I can't on you, babe
about me 